Welcome into another episode of Grass is Always Greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke. Um, I'm going to be a little quiet on this episode because I'm in my house. It's damn near one in the morning, and it's after back-to-back top five victories for MSU. Suck it, Illinois. Your fans are crying all over Twitter. Suck it, Ohio State. Your fans are crying all over Twitter. The rest cheated us. No, your team cheated you. Let's get into it. Ready? One, two... is always greener. Here's your host, Ryan Elke. I can't believe it. Here we are. Another episode of Grass is Always Greener. Ryan Elke. Uh, find me on Twitter, Ryan E-L underscore key. Find the podcast, Always Green, MSU. MSU at 7167. Went over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, I love it. I just love, love we're making making enemies along the way, too. I mean, if you honestly ask me how Michigan State won that game, watching it, I don't know. <laughs> the first half, Michigan State clawed their just was just hanging around. Josh Langford gets two fouls, has to sit like what, ten minutes plus. Aaron Henry picks up his second foul, seven minutes left in the first half. At that point, Michigan State's down one. And at halftime, without both those guys playing for damn near half the first half, Michigan State is only down by five? No way in hell. No way. Never believe it. Never believe it. With Rocket Watts going over six, I'd, I'd believe that part. But A.J. Hogard showing up today. Gabe Brown showing up today. Marcus Bingham. Showing up when the team needed him. I mean, even through that end of the first half stretch and the first eight and a half minutes of the second half, Michigan State should have been down by 20. Two weeks ago, they would have been down by 20. A stretch like that, and somehow MSU pulls out a win. Like to go from shooting 55% at a point in the first half, going all the way down below 39% as a team throughout the entire game because you start out the second half two for 11 in the first eight and a half minutes, but then finish the game in nine for 11. End up shooting 50% in the second half. I mean, this is easily the gutsiest performance this team's had this, this year. Easily. I just can't believe, because I'm sure you felt it, I felt it. When Ohio State was up five, it felt like 17. 
when they got up nine after the Holtman technical and went on, and but then nine zero run or eleven to two run or something, everyone felt like all right, the wheels are falling off. But that the turning point was that Josh Langford block on Justin Arns. Like the team just did not quit today. And that's the grittiness that has been missing from this team. This gritty performance is something this team hasn't had all year. And so to do it now in Hell Week, by the way, 3-0 and in Hell Week. 3-0. and Oh, my God. Again, have to be quiet. Kids are sleeping. Wife's sleeping. I got to go do the morning show here in five hours. X's and bros. Listen to it on michigansportsnetwork.com. I'll be much more animated in the morning. So, but right now it's just going to be a little mundane just because it is 1 a.m. I'm in my house. I'm just, I'm trying to contain myself the best I can because that is a hell of a win. Now, I'll get into the game a little bit more, but first, uh, for bracket watchers, at the beginning of the week, beginning of hell week, I don't think Michigan State was damn near close to anything. First four out, next four out. Whatever, they just weren't on there. And they win Indiana. It's like, okay, but it's Indiana. Like, that's not going to propel you much. Then it's that's the win against Illinois. Like, a good, not sweated out, lucky shot. You beat them by, I'm going to say over 10 points, because Desumu had the cheap layup at the end. It's like, top five win at home. Okay. Now things are sizzling. Let's see how they back it up. They back it up with another top five win at home. Ohio State, your worst nightmare came true. Back-to-back losses against the schools in Michigan. I know you don't like facing Michigan State when you're in the top five of anything. We know how that goes for you. Now all of a sudden, Michigan State, they're in the first four out of Joe Lenardi. He put out after his game. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying. Michigan State making their run. Now, granted, one thing I'm loving about this team in post game, the reporters have tried to bait them a little bit. Not too hard, but just say, like, okay, what do you guys got to do to get in the tournament? And all their responses have just been one game at a time. One game at a time. And we hear it a lot from players, athletes, whatever. But when you have wins like this, it means it's cut. It, it means they're believing one game at a time. I also think being in Hell Week is helping them focus one game at a time because they can't. They don't have time right now to look forward to anyone. <laughs> They just have to get through each day. 
now MSU at least gets two days off. We'll have to travel to Maryland. So a little bit of travel in there, but at least get a breather. And I think also that seven minutes Aaron Henry sat and the 10 minutes Josh Langford sat in the first half, small blessing in disguise for this next week because Henry would have played another full 40. Langford would have played 37, 38, possibly the full 40 minutes. So I think even though I know people on Twitter were like, we got to get Henry back in, like we can't let the, we can't bleed out in the first half. I think that was more of a strategic of like, it's like the guys are treading water right now. Like they're somewhat keeping even. Ohio State only outscored MSU in that seven minutes by four points. Like that seven-minute stretch, not only is so important for this game, I think it's really important for the Maryland game. And going forward, just because it gave Aaron Henry and Langford a big breather. Now granted, they both came out really rusty in the second half. Henry wasn't aggressive. Langford, like just the offense just looked sloppy. Just because, yeah, you went... 10 minutes without your two best players. But in the long run, I think it helps to like get them off their legs for a few minutes. And there's a reason why. So back to the game. I mean, credit to Ohio State. They played really well. They played tough without Kyle Young. Um, one of their important pieces so I think that did play a factor, even though his backup, the key was his last name, had a hell of a game. Um, he had eight points, four rebounds, four for four shooting. So the one surprising thing, uh, E.J. Liddell, even though he had 18 points, four of 13 shooting. Granted, officiating. It was just weird tonight. Ohio State fans are going to say it's bad because they thought every time there's contact, there was foul. But the officials were just a little inconsistent on what what they're calling fouls down low and what they weren't. Like they call touch fouls on the big guys, but it seems like the guards driving in didn't necessarily get that same luxury of the calls. It is it is what it is. And I'm saying that because Michigan State won. So, Ohio State fans, I don't care about your complaints. And I'll touch on Illinois fans once we're done with this game because, boy, did they have a day. Did they have a day. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, Washington, who has historically played awful against Michigan State, had a great game, 17 points. 7 of 16 shooting. But Ohio State, only 14 assists. That seems a little low for them. But again, just like looking at Ohio State's stats, before they had their big drought at the end of the game, no field goals in the final 443, like they're shooting like 53 to 55% the entire game. Like it was six, almost 60% in the first half. 
Like it's just, it's a mind pretzel to me how Michigan State just continued to claw in and to win that game. It comes from a Joey Hauser, big three. Malik Hall with two big free throws near the end of the game. Josh Langford, that big deuce at the end. Aaron Henry, a big deuce. Shot clock violations on Ohio State. I think they had three in the game. And I know Ohio State fans were crying about the Washington one that got overturned. But you can see in like the still shot where on the score bug for ESPN shows one second left. Ball's out of his hand. If you look at the still shot, though, you can see the shot clock in the picture on the far left-hand side, the real one that shows zero. So this, the score bug clock was just a, a little off. It wasn't... I mean, you can even tell when you watch the scoreboard if it's not, you know, cohesive to the style of the score bug, it's going to be off. And that's what it looked like the entire game on ESPN. Oh, man, but what a win. Two top five wins. First big, big Ten team to ever do that. To win back-to-back against top fives. Oh, love it. Excuse my yawn. Excuse me, it's late. But I couldn't I couldn't hold all this in until the morning. Aaron Henry, 18 points. 7 of 11 shooting. 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks. And how about him bodying up EJ Liddell at the end of the game? Like, that was an important possession, too. Where he just, he took over and says, no, I'm the leader. I'm the man. Blocks Liddell on that. In Langford, not a great line. Two of seven shooting, eight points. But the huge block on Aaron's was the turning point. Because at that point, Ohio State was on their 9 nothing run after the Holtman technical. Because Holtman didn't get the call he wanted after Liddell elbowed his way down low. Elbowed in the face, I think, two times. I can't remember who was defending him. I think it was Soko. But then doesn't get his call and then just runs out on the court. Gets gets teed up. And then Ohio State goes on a huge nine nothing run, almost eleven nothing, then Langford that block comes down and they get a two. That was the turning point where it's like we're staying in this. <laughs> oh and A.J. Hogard, I'm going to mention him because he had a phenomenal game. You know, one bad mistake defensively where he didn't switch quick enough. That led to a Washington three. But six points, four free throws, six assists, and only credited with one steal because I think one of his steals was technically a rebound, but he's just ripping the ball out of people's hands. Have a day, young man. Gabe Brown came out on fire. He had 11 total points. Uh, First half, I think he had seven points in the first half. Nine points in the first half. So, just great great game from Gabe. What an alliteration. And as I said in the post game, like 
Gabe Brown's turning into the Morris Peterson role. Like coming around third year, that important third guy. Like MSU has needed Gabe Brown to just have games like this. You're not the star. You're not your number two. But you're hitting hitting your shots. You're being aggressive. That's what MSU has needed. And that's what they're getting from Gabe Brown right now. And it's paying off. And Joey Hauser, he has hands like Goran Sutan. Just can't catch anything. It's a turnover. You try to pass it to him. Almost maybe shit a brick when he missed that first free throw at the end of the game. Then hit the second one, and Michigan State only goes up two with, was it 14 seconds left or something? But still, huge, important three. He's hit, he's hit some important baskets in the last two games. So I'm going to try to cool it on the, the Joey Hauser hate for now. And honestly, like, and Marcus Bingham did a great job offensively, especially during that stretch run where Henry and Langford were out. And Kithier box score says nothing, but he had some big rebounds and I think played well defensively. He said EJ Liddell went 4 of 13 shooting today from the, from the field. And he went like 10 for 11 from free throws. But that's also kind of important to that too, that Ohio State statistically is a great free throw shooting team. Shot 17 at 23. It's okay. Just a hell of a win. <sighs> Post game, Aaron Henry, all time clip. Um, when talking about, you know, two back to back wins or back to back wins against top five teams. Like, how does it feel? And he goes, Well, you know, it's all great, but you don't plot a fish for swimming. They, they swim all the time. The Spartans have the Spartans have won. We have won before. Like Aaron Henry's becoming one of my favorite Spartans from covering this year. Because yeah, it's not been a great year. He's answered the bell every single game. He's talking after every game. He's talking every media availability. He's sitting here playing forty minutes two games in a row, 33 tonight after each game, saying I don't get tired. Like, you don't get tired if you don't let yourself think about getting tired. So, like, just love everything about Aaron Henry right now. Oh. Oh. Now I'm going to be jittery for two days. Got away for another game. Hey, hell week three and zero, three and zero. All right, I wrap it up on the game there again. Michigan State, a uh, dub, seventy-one sixty-seven over number four Ohio State. That's after eighty-one seventy-two win over number four Illinois. Of course, in the Illinois game, this is why I wanted to kind of touch in on the end. Monty Sissoko had his flagrant two foul 
and it comes out today that uh, he broke Io DeSumo's nose. And DeSumo is out indefinitely, didn't play tonight against Nebraska. So Izzo opens up his press conference after the game, says, hey, like, feel sorry for that happen. Like, I've reached out to him. I reached out to Brad Underwood, the coach of Illinois, you know, said sorry that, you know, something like that happened. Madi Sissoko reached out to DeSomo. And he still claimed that Madi's the nicest kid in the world, just was really torn up that something like, like he did something like that. But when the news broke today that DeSomo's nose was broken and he's out indefinitely, Illinois fans went off the GD rocker. So you see media members calling Sissoko a thug. And we know what we're inferring when they say thug. No, he didn't say slug. Did not say slug. They were calling him a thug, saying he needs Sissoko needs to be suspended. One guy saying, however long DeSomo's out, Sissoko should be out and then add three games. And on top of that, Tom Izzo should be suspended. There should be investigations by the Big Ten. And, like, just, this is the sports fandom I hate, are these people that take it to an extreme like this. Because he had media members calling him thug, saying he doesn't belong on the basketball court anymore. He have people that work for cancer research centers saying, oh, well, this is what you get when you get a dude who didn't grow up with electricity. Probably got a 12 on his ACT. It's like, so now we're going to bash Monty's background growing up and not celebrate it. That the fact that he did come from another country, that he's learning the game of basketball still and is a damn good athlete, that he's taking all these classes and all that in his second native language or not native but second language he speaks but now let's just go with the racist undertone it's much more fun right if you're on twitter and don't you don't think there's any repercussions for it so that was that all happened today before the game those illinois fans off their rocker props to msu twitter for kind of handling that in the afternoon sesh, getting ready for the night sesh to handle Ohio State Twitter after the game, crying about officials, saying the fix is in because Izzo needs to get in the tournament. Listen, it's Big Ten basketball. There is no egregious fouling out there today. The rest let some of it slide. And then your coach overreacted, got tossed at the end of the game, and it's like, I kind of want to like Chris Holtman, but then I remember he was the same jackass that complained about Cassius Winston kissing the S in their last home game last year. So, kick rocks, Holtman. Congrats on losing to both teams in the state of Michigan this week. Who cares if you're a one seed or a two seed? He'll be gone by the Sweet 16 if he play like that. But, all right, I'm going to wrap it up. i got to go to bed or drive to work. I'm not sure what I'm doing. But, MSU, two.
top five wins this week, 3-0 and in Hell Week. Hell Week continues Saturday, excuse me, Sunday at Maryland. Let's beat another tournament team. All right. I'm just pumped. Remember, I'm going to be much more animated on the morning show. It's X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Go to michigansportsnetwork.com to listen live. Follow the podcast there because it's going to be a lot of Michigan and Michigan State talk because Michigan got a big dub over Iowa. Our host, Anthony Bellino, he's the PA announcer for Michigan, huge Michigan fan, so we're going to be talking nothing but Big Ten basketball. So grab that podcast as well. Available on Apple, uh, Spotify, or Google. But anyway, thank you for listening to Grass is Always Greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke. Find me on Twitter, RyanEL underscore key find the podcast on twitter always green msu find the radio show i work on it's called x's and bros with anthony bellino it's on twitter at a b mornings i believe we've changed it a few times we've had a few hosts so Excuse me, at XB Mornings, not AB Mornings. That's the Instagram handle, at XB Mornings for the radio show I work on. So we're talking a lot of Big Ten basketball in the morning. But download, subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends. Google, Apple, Spotify, and MSU. Big wins, 3-0 in hell week. As always, go green. Ready, one, two. another episode of grass is always greener make sure you subscribe apple google or spotify why not all three